When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother is bleeding. At least I have a husband, you know. Does anybody here believe it? So we're back with season four, Ooh. episode 70. Good mm-hmm. round number for the beginning of a season. Agreed. It's a good number. Um, so just kind of reminder, we've been naming episodes from the baby name ballot mm-hmm. from back when they were choosing Jordan's name. Mm-hmm. And we left off at Jody with an I. Yep. And the next name on the list is one that I would like skip over because, oh, okay, so We'll just say it. Ironically, it's Josie, mm-hmm. which is, spoiler alert, is who is being born in today's episode. Mm-hmm. So I think normally, like, I was like, oh, I'll skip over the ones that become, like, actual, actual. children, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> become actual children. Right. But I was like, you know, but because it lines up, I'm going to keep it. Mm-hmm. So just another funny little lineup. We've had these funny little things, and here's another one that we're yeah. going straight down the line of the baby ballot, and mm-hmm. we land on Josie on the Josie episode. <laughs> so it's pretty perfect. Mm-hmm. But before we get into the actual episode, I thought we'd do a little catch-up Yeah. while we've been away. I'll take some mustard as well, please. Okay. Um, many of you were very kind to kind of pop in and wish us, mm-hmm. like, you know, express that you hoped that we were relaxing and having a great break. We very much appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Wish I could say it was rela- <laughs> relaxing, <laughs> but it was not. It was not. <laughs> it became everything we haven't had time for. Just try to do it all. Mm-hmm. So, like, we got rock ordered and delivered and Tim hauled and... Eight I, tons of rock. Tim was the hauler. I was the I was the spreader. Um, he got the, he had the harder job. I was sore even just from raking rock. And so I'm like, he's got to be fucking, but you didn't complain that much. I expected a lot more complaining. I always make the joke that I'm like the Hulk. That's my secret. I'm always sore. You're like, so what's the difference? Yeah. It's like always being tired. What's the difference? It was wild. That was a lot of rock. And it took like, because he was still working. They Mm. delivered it super late. I had two days off. I was hoping they'd be able to deliver it on the first one. They were not. And then I got it scheduled for the second day, hoping they'd come like early, and they showed up at three o'clock in the afternoon. They showed up late. It was twelve to three window, and they came even later. Yeah. And then by the time he like lost light and like stuff like that, so it was like three days of him waking up in the morning and doing it before work. Ooh, so it was a, rough. It was the whole thing. So we did that, and then I. So that was one thing we're like, we got to get this done. Mm-hmm. And then I hadn't done a vintage sale in like six, seven weeks because mm-hmm. of taking on that other job. I just have not had the time. So I did a big Christmas sale, which number one I want to do because I love Christmas and, and I love a lot of and stock. I love vintage, love vintage, and I love to you know, but oh my god! So I did, 
and it was so it was for multiple reasons just to be like hey guys i'm still here like i'm not Mm. fully gone but then also like not to have to hang on to this stuff for another full year (laughs) so i listed 55 items and i knew it was going to be rough i knew it and then it turned out to be fucking brutal (laughs) i underestimated the packing and shipping by like half to three quarters of a day because i'm very particular about my um my packing uh, knock on wood i've been doing this for a year and nine months and haven't had a break yet and i almost i mean the 96 ma- percent of what i sell is breakable <laughs> like, yeah that's true. like it's just like true. that's the majority mm-hmm. and so i'm very particular so that takes me a long time and it took me just a long i mean i was sending i, I sent out like 24 packages i feel like overall mm-hmm. out of like the 55 items and because out of the 55 items some of them have multiples so it's more mm-hmm. than 55 it's just 55 postings right. like listings so one person doing 24, oh my God. And it took for, oh, it took for fucking ever. It took me so long that big thing happened. I didn't even go grocery shopping for Thanksgiving until Tuesday. That's huge. I've never done that in my fucking life. I'm mm-hmm. always like, I, so I was that person. I'm like, this is what it's like to be surrounded by the people who are just now shopping. Like, <laughs> I've, I've never, I'm like, these are the people that are buying their frozen turkey a day and a half before. Like, this is what this is like. Yeah. Very new experience for me. And for, since the beginning of time, since I've been cook, I, I cook a lot. Of, my sister, my oldest sister hosts, but I cook a lot of the things for, mm-hmm. I bring a lot. And one of the things, is, I mean, I don't know what that's like to just show up with like a nine by nine of sweet potatoes and call and that's it your like i don't know what that's yeah. like but one of the things i've been doing since high school is i make an ass load of pies and i've all since i'm like 16 years old everything is from scratch mm-hmm. i had to buy the rollout pie dough the rolled mm-hmm. up you guys and she was agonizing over you it guys. for a while oh it's been a year um another thing we did though we went to white christmas yep that was lovely for our anniversary Bursary. Um, I got our tickets to Arizona Broadway Theater here in town, up by where we like went to high school and stuff. And they did they did White Christmas and it was delightful. It was a wonderful show, but you know the real highlight. I was the fucking belle of the ball. Fashionista. Fucking belle here. of the ball. Number one, Tim and I were looking around, like, cause we you know, we went to the bar out, you know, before mm. they opened the doors. And we're like looking around, we're holding our drinks, and we're like, we are by far the youngest people here. Oh, yeah. Now, when we were leaving, there was some kids that looked like in their early 20s that probably were there with their grandparents or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was like, okay. So later on, we found that we were not the youngest in the theater. But when you looked around... Easily. Easily. And there was a know, couple there was a handful of couples that were around our age group. Really? Because I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't even see I, and but I was like, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna relish in this because this is not gonna let me forever. We're not gonna be the youngest in the room for much longer. <laughs> so I was already like, damn, we're the youngest ones here. And then when we were walking in, the the guy like scanning the tickets was like, I love your outfits. And I was like, <laughs> Oh my god, this is great. And then like when we sat down they're um like in line they were talking about my shoes mm-hmm. and then when we sat down like one like some ladies then when we sat down because it's like a dinner theater so like our table and there's like the tier above like us tiered, yeah. the one above us they're like oh, we were talking about your shoes or a different set of ladies who were yeah. talking about and by the way they're not even that fabulous they're just like basic strappy black heels um and then when i went to go to the bathroom later the person at the 
the will call like desk was mm-hmm. like i love your dress and i'm like i am fucking killing it here she I was, need, oh yeah i need to hang out at the arizona broadway <laughs> theater more often because i was the fucking bell of the ball oh yeah we did look real good but and, and you know what it also is too is i'd bought a new dress and you know i've talked about how my my relationship with food may be better but body image is another thing i felt pretty good in that dress so good. then i was like oh thank you yeah so it was yeah, a, you were feeling it it was a good sweater dress it was it was a good dress <laughs> um then thanksgiving tim actually got to mm-hmm. participate in the whole time yeah my sister-in-law was like you guys came in one car <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. That, that's a big deal it's for a big us one. <laughs> like we are always like separate mm-hmm. like last year you showed up to you showed up to it, like, was it after pie or right before pie? But like, I think yeah, it was just super late. Yeah, like he's always like, and then he's exhausted, and so it's like, he's not really himself. He's not like yeah. really fun. It's not like you know. And then he's just needing to get home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, he got to be there the whole time because yep. at his new job, they're actually closed on the major holidays. Mm-hmm. So every time he's dealing with bullshit at this place, I'm like, just remember that they're closed on the holidays. Like that's mm-hmm. like what I've been telling myself for months. Yeah. They're and close it's, on Christmas and Thanksgiving. And what we talked about was, you know, how many people are going to come eat at our establishment on Thanksgiving Day? Probably not a whole lot. And the thing my sister-in-law said was, you can't be everything to everybody. So you can't be open for the chance that there's going to be 20 people that want to come in and eat. At a restaurant that's really not that type of restaurant. <laughs> Correct, yeah. And, you know, the talk came back to I was at a hotel for a while. We had guests in the hotel. I get that we had to be open and we had to do, you know, certain things there. But, like, you're in a restaurant. The vast majority of people are not going to be eating at a restaurant that day. Yeah. You know? so- and there's other establishments that are open for that. But we don't have to be that. So it's kind of like, would you rather have your your employees know that they get that day or would you rather it be a a fight for who got who requested that day off first and who you know yeah it's just it's a lot there was a point my my little arthur texted me and we were texting back and forth and i was like this is fantastic i played bocce ball for the first time and i felt very uh very continental i felt like a man about the world um (laughs) And we even made the joke. I was like, like an old Italian man, I need to have like linen, linen pants, khaki pants with like a linen shirt, you know. So we actually threw on a playlist that was called Italian cooking music. Nice. And it was like Dean Martin and like old Italian music. And we played bocce ball. And it was a, it was incredible. It was one of the best like chill afternoons I've had in a long time. So you got to start with, you were there for bocce ball and appetizers. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of the night, there was like me and Tim, a couple of our nieces and one of our brother-in-laws and we were playing cards for a while and Mm -hmm. talking shit and listening to Christmas music. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. And it was funny to hear like my brother-in-law who doesn't normally like talk a lot about um, like Christmas stuff and have him be like, oh, I actually really like this song or like, oh, you don't like that one? This is one of my favorites. And I was like, oh, I've never heard this side of you. So it was kind of fun. Me and Whitney are very open about which songs are our favorites so so yeah so that's kind of the catch-up of what we've been up to the last two weeks it's felt busy Mm -hmm. we got the christmas lights up on the house yesterday still decorating it's still still work in progress i found a if you've seen it or we've talked about it whitney loves a blow mold 
absolutely sure adores do. a blow mold. Sure do. My favorite pickups from last year were um, Elves. It was a series from like the vintage. Yeah, from like the late seventies, early eighties. There's a couple different kind of kinds. You can see the difference in their face, but it's elves that are holding stuff. So one of them has a big giant candy cane. One of them's holding like a stack of like four gifts. Um, so I found her those last year. And then this year, hold it out to Lowe's because I found a like picture perfect Frosty the Snowman holding a Frosty Christmas tree. Frosty the Snowman. Like he's perfect. He is perfect. Yep. <laughs> so we have that out there. Yep. All right. I guess that's that'll do for a catch up, I guess. That's a good idea. What about Mildred? What's new in oh, Mildred's Mildred? World? Oh, what is going on with Mildred? Um, She's been going outside. I've been, yes, with the nice weather. So I guess this is a Mildred minute. There we go. D D D D D D D. With the w- nicer weather, and because we've been, we also planted clover, so I've been outside like watering. In place of grass. In place of grass, way. yes. Um, t- so I've been out there a lot, and I've been leaving like the door open. So she's a little ad- an adventurer now. She's adventuring. <laughs> going on an adventure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I think she feels real cool, and like she sits and wags at the birds, but does nothing about it. <laughs> But um, I think she... Like the little wiggle they do before they pounce. But then she really does nothing. But then she won't do anything, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, I think she's enjoying being a little adventurer. Yeah, because we have like brick. Our backyard is kind of cut in half. So the half has the rock. And then um, the other half is where we have that. So she'll like walk along, along the, the brick ending all the way around and listen to the birds. And it's kind of funny. She's enjoying it. I do want to point out one funny thing about us kind of doing the backyard okay so we have this little like cement casted cat that's like looking up like up and to the left and we put that in our backyard as kind of an homage to momo because momo used to go in our little townhouse backyard and like sun herself and she would she would stand up there and as the shadow any sliver and she'd move with it yep as the as the shadows would move up, we have a very funny picture of her sitting. I think we have a picture of it of her sitting there. And as the sun got higher, she stretched her neck higher. Because <laughs> yeah, she was just trying to so, stay in the sun. So, cute. so we so we have this cement casting of like a it's like a garden decor like cat. So when we first threw seed down for the clover in the backyard, the birds were eating it, and. Every once in a while, I would go out there, and I'm like, man, how do we keep these birds from eating all the seed that we're dropping? And just as a thought, you know, people put up those, like, fake owls to keep pigeons away. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to see. And I put that little Momo statue right in the middle of, like, where our grass would be. Thing works like a charm. It does. So Momo's (laughs) doing work even in that afterlife. Doing work. That's our girl. Yeah. So she never got to be in this house, but no. she's working she's hard working in the backyard. For us. We appreciate it. <laughs> but, all right. Well, shall we get to it? So that was just kind of uh, catching up, shooting the shit. Now we have some bingo business. Mm-hmm. So I posted on our Instagram. Um, when did I post that? This morning? It was this morning. Who? knows fucking time anymore what, time you know, was weird like, i don't even fucking know what's going on what day is it what the fuck is happening no. Who, what am i doing this specific break i felt lasted i felt like it was a blink and it was five seconds 
But then when I think about the things that we did, it feels like it was 27 years since we've been since we've done this. Well, I couldn't. Remember. I'm like, was that this morning? I'm like, oh, that was just this morning. So this morning, <laughs> Jesus Christ, I posted a picture of a special gift that Mildred and I made. It's a Bingo Champion Award. I took it. Awarded for Tim just for this season. Season that four ship. is up for grabs. So just to explain, it was modeled, um, like inspired and modeled after a plaque that I made for the annual man trip that Tim goes on with the brother Have we talked about the man trip? Yes, we have. We've talked about the man trip. I just don't know if we've talked about. But they have, you guys always have a big cornhole tournament. Can I have a small small moment to like describe why? Yes. Okay. Real quick. I'm going to give you the quick rundown. So when I was in the family and then the brother-in-law, like newer than I was, was in the family, the two older brothers-in-law... We're going to the old, go. By the way, the until my sister had two boys, the only men in the family were the ones that married us. So that's <laughs> all the men folk until. Yes. So they, the two older ones were going to go camping with some friends and stuff. And they were like, well, we have these two new guys in the family. Why don't we invite them? So we all went camping together. There was like seven of us that went on this trip. And everybody fended for themselves when it came for food and when it came to kind of like what we were doing out there and obviously myself and one of the other brothers-in-law were new so we were just excited to be invited right so we go on this trip and there's two two momentous things that happened here all of them are like ex-military you know one of them was a probation officer all with like firearms training so they took like you know guns to shoot you know and and then it was me and the one that works in healthcare that just kind of like tagged like tagged along right food service and healthcare <laughs> they yeah. were like okay <laughs> right so okay so three things the three momentous things were we were shooting clay pigeons where we were at and the ones that shot the best were the food service worker <laughs> and the healthcare and the one worker. That sh- but, you know, but to be fair, he shoots x-ray. So there you go. <laughs> Boom, there it is. So both of us shot really well, which was pretty fun. I mean, it's in his, um, it's in his <laughs> title. Exactly. It's a skill he uses every day. <laughs> um, just a different medium, like an artist. So, um, so that was the first thing. The second thing was everybody kind of brought their own food. And because I worked in food service... They were like, oh, we should do like like an Iron Chef like challenge, right? So when we were eating dinner, they were like, see what you can come up with. So I went into their like trailers and I did a burger because that was what everybody bought because it's easy, right? Like frozen burger patties and like hamburger buns. So I took the sausage patties out of sausage biscuits that were in the freezer and I cooked those off, and I cooked those with onions, tomatoes, and funions, and made like a tapenade to put on a burger. So they always talk about this like sausage tapenade that I did for this <laughs> burger. And that was the first year that like I felt cool because I had like something to contribute. And then after that, I was like, hey, this is what I can contribute. Why don't you let me do the food? So ever since then, since year two, I've been doing the food for the whole trip for everybody. 
and then they pay me at cost you know for for providing all the meals the last momentous thing was that we were playing cornhole and we were like hey you guys want to throw some like money down on this so the the grand prize at the end was like forty dollars because there was like it was on a whim right yeah the first time yeah so we won myself and my new uh health care worker brother-in-law won so we were the first champions of this cornhole tournament so Whitney ended up making us a trophy. Well, it's a plaque. Yeah. So like I stained a piece of wood and then I thrifted this like wall corn <laughs> plaque, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Spray painted it gold and then I had letters on it that said like cornhole champs or like whatever. And so it was like this little placard and I thrifted a small suitcase and I mm-hmm. had like velvet material <laughs> oh, that yeah. you wrap it in. Mm-hmm. And so that's the big thing. And so whoever wins year to year writes on the back mm-hmm. like who won so every single year at the annual man trip there's a corn- cornhole tournament and whoever wins gets that gets the plaque for mm-hmm. the year and because it's two people depending on who it is some people actually have split it six months and six months mm-hmm. on who gets to have it in their house mm-hmm. like you'd go over to my sister's house and it's on their fucking mantle yeah <laughs> like, yep. it's funny it's a big thing it's a thing we're in year we're in year 11 we just did year 11 yeah so <laughs> so Myself and my brother-in-law always talk about like we were the first champions because we went back and wrote all of the champions and we will always be the first. You'll always be the first, yeah. So, oh, sorry, you have something. The else? last thing I had for that was Whitney also thrifted these corn mugs, <laughs> yeah, that are like <laughs> ceramic and they look like a tall coffee mug and they look like an ear of corn, yeah. So I, I see all kinds of corn paraphernalia <laughs> in my day. And I, for a while, I was like, I'll just take it all. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So what we do is we collect. We have. This is giving you some insights here. We have kind of an opening ceremony for the trip every year. It's a whole thing. With it Gene. is. And I'll talk about it later on. But two of the things of this, like related to this, are the fact that. Um, I go over what the menu is for the weekend. Oh. <laughs> yes, I give the menu. The second thing we do is so um, everybody takes a shot together as part of the opening ceremonies. And Does then Pat did Pat take a shot? Yes. Pat took a shot. This year, not last year, but this year, yes. Wow, Pat. <laughs> so um so everybody takes a shot and then we collect the buy-in for the cornhole tournament in the in one of the corn mugs. <laughs> Who keeps the corn mugs? Andrew? Drew does. Drew yeah. does? Okay. So we collect all the money in there. So everybody gives me the money for food. I didn't realize that the the mugs were still in play. Yes. So they give me the money for food. It's in like an old camera bag too. That's what's funny is that they keep both of them. <laughs> In this, like, old camera bag. So, believe me, there's a lot of ceremony here. It's like the Masters. Um, It's a tradition unlike any other. So, they put the money in there. They give me the money for food. And then, just like in golf, where there's, like, a green jacket ceremony where you present the winners of this year are presented the trophy by the winners of last year. That still is going on. So we have a ceremony after the trip, too. So it's just funny to see that it started out as this, like, rinky-dink, like, 
hey, you guys want to put some money on this? And now it's like a giant, like the buy-in's like $40 now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Wow. Yeah. Yep. So. So that was the whole story behind the the inspiration for this plaque. When he has a history of so making plaques history. for winners. So I was just like, okay. So I made little gold, a spray painted gold, like little letters that say bingo champion. And this so is good. D-U-T-D at the bottom for digging up the Duggars. And then mm-hmm. I just, I couldn't think of like, I'm like, how the fuck am I going to make this bingo board? And so like, it's I found so like, they're, they're little like letter squares. Mm-hmm. The other side, the, the like Scrabble other side. Tile yeah, size, they're yeah. like Scrabble tiles. And at first I was like, okay, these are going to, I'm going to spray paint them gold to be like the, the winning like run across right, the right, board. Right. But I was trying to figure out how to make the fucking board and i was like do i get sticks and then cut them to like make a grid and then after a while i was like no i'm just gonna use the fucking tiles but it was so perfect unpainted so any hoozle if you want to see it's on (laughs) instagram so we unveiled it so tim had it is his for this whole season i'm gonna sign the back as the first he is the holder i need to paint the back do you see how it's all fucked up on the i made it in one day it's all fucked up (laughs) like there's like um, there's still the sticker on the back. It's so perfect. It's got yep. like the, I, I was really sloppy. So like on the other one, don't I have like no stain on the back of it? Oh yeah. It's it pretty was pr- perfect. It was precision. Yeah. This one's slopped. So there's stain all over the back. So I'm gonna have to like paint the backside or something or figure out something to attach to it to write on. But so Tim gets it for this next year, but season yeah, right. four, I'm gonna, I'm feeling confident about season okay. four. Okay, so Tim's a bingo champion. He has the plaque. Um, oh, but continuing with the business of bingo, though, new season means new squares. Mm-hmm. So we posted on Instagram like a like a just you know it wasn't nothing in cement, but just like a draft of what we had uh, going into season four, kind of what we wanted to keep, some new stuff. But we're like, hey, what would you want to? What other things would you want to keep from season three? What else would you want to add? We got a lot of great submissions. There were some that were really great ideas, but I do feel like they're better suited for some future seasons. Yeah. Like, for example, mm-hmm. there was like side hugging and like chaperone stuff. Mm-hmm. We're a ways out from <laughs> another courtship. Yeah. So I just don't want to do something that I know won't get any play. So there's stuff that's filed away that we can mm-hmm. use for a more appropriate season. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we got some good submissions and we finalized a season four board mm-hmm. and I'm not going to go over everything right now, but just, I want to give you some, just a couple highlights just to see what you're working with. I'm going to post the finalized board on Instagram when we mm-hmm. drop this episode so you can, um, catch Maybe a glimpse. play along. But like, you know, there, we kept some stuff. So like we kept Ginger Face and we kept Joy Sass and... Um, our, girl our girl Johanna, just for example, but we added things like filthy feet and <laughs> thumbs up, and we changed Jody, uh, uh, Jody, um, Joe and JD speaks to Jana speaks. Um, we added Jamesy bug creeps us out or <laughs> feral child moment. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did we add? Lego um, hands. Lego hands. Lego is hands a good when one. he yep. does that, you know. So just to the give you the thumbs an idea, up is a big one. So there's some old, some new. So uh, if you want to see the full thing, check out the IG. But otherwise, you'll kind of hear it along the way, unless we never get a square. (laughs) And also something that's kind of fun, a fellow, uh, a listener, a fellow Whitney listener, 
Mm. Sent us, we had specifically said, I had said like, oh, I had been looking for, because we have our little Pringle cans and things like that, but I had been looking for tater tot and pickle mm-hmm. bingo markers, wasn't able to find any, but um, listener Whitney Shout sent, out us, to Whitney, yeah. sent us some tater tot and pickle chips. Pickle chips, so yeah, they're perfect. So we do have some taters and uh, pickle chip markers now, so thank you, Whitney. The joke that me and Mildred made was... Uh, I hope your bingo board doesn't get greasy from those tater tots. Merp. I will say, though, um, this also reminds me, kind of, since we're on the subject, n- now probably like a handful of listeners have sent me their bingo boards they've created about the podcast. That's so and funny. And every time they send it to me, I'm fucking nervous to look at it. <laughs> it's every fucking Because it time. makes you think of no, what it's you so, do like, a lot. Because you're like, it's, it's a fucking mirror. As if... I mean, as if I don't get enough pe- people telling me, you say this a lot, or you do this, mm. or you do that. Like, you know, as we get enough of people that are just like, did you know that you're always doing this? Like, I mean, I. Yeah. So then I'm like, am I going to look at this fucking bingo board and it's just going to be another thing that's just like, by the way? Like, you know, like. <laughs> and so I'm like, every time I'm like, oh, God. But yeah. every single person that's actually sent us a bingo board, I've been like, oh, at the end, like, I can. <laughs> I can handle that. Like right, what they've sent so right. far, I'm like, okay, I can live with that. I can sleep yeah. tonight and not be like. So, but th- th- some of them are kind of funny. Like it's, um, you know, Whitney actually gets a bingo. <laughs> there was like that the the fucks are in the double digits much. this episode. Um, I mean, just like little thi- like there was like Whitney seeing, you know, um, mm-hmm. Tim tells a story about work. It just has been like <laughs> random stuff. But seriously, every single time, I'm just like. <laughs> Oh God, what is it gonna say? Because I'm like it's like a it's a fucking mirror to yourself and, and yeah. we're constantly having people like put a mirror up and you're just like, Oh god, again <laughs> again <laughs> you know. It is an odd before we get into the meat of this, I do feel like it is an odd paradigm. Because I feel like you and I are relatively confident in the people that we are, but there's nothing that can know. pop that balloon stronger than having to listen to yourself talk oh believe every me. week editing this it, it is fucking mm-hmm. torture you guys don't understand yeah. like we we like you know because we record in parts usually it's monday tuesday and i have to listen for edits and yeah. i feel like there's not enough space in between i dread every one every wednesday morning i wake mm-hmm. up and i'm like fuck my life <laughs> like it's hard to listen to yourself yeah and there's even things that like I can't edit out every single fucking thing I say, so you just yeah. leave it in. But so it's even when you're already self conscious about things, and then somebody's like, "By the way, did you know?" And you're just yeah. like, "Oh, thanks, thanks, thank yeah. you. I'm already self conscious enough." Like, yeah. you know? <laughs> so it's weird, and I always relate it to like Scrubs. There's a point where Elliot, here you go. Whoever has the bingo square of Tim makes a media reference. Here it is. <laughs> There's a there's a point where Elliot is dating somebody new and she's trying to keep like her little the way that she describes it, like the little bits of like neuroticism. He's she's trying to keep him from figuring those out. And she's like, I have to let my little bits of crazy out so he doesn't realize all the things that go through my head. And she goes, like, the reason that I can't go to the bathroom at his apartment is because I'm afraid of toilet snakes. And at one point. I love Elliot. (laughs) 
<laughs> and now, oh no, it's Carla. Carla's oh, the one it? that says something about toilet snakes. And she was like, I had did the same thing when I dated Turk, and I to- I couldn't tell him that I didn't go to the bathroom at his apartment because I was afraid of toilet snakes. And then Elliot goes, "Well, great, now I am too." <laughs> Oh man, yeah. There's nothing there's nothing harder than looking at yourself in a mirror in especially in an arena like this. Well, it's and hard. I feel like you already are doing it to yourself. And so then when mm. people are like Hey, did you realize you're like, need, Yes, I realize Yeah, feel the need to like let you know. Especially <laughs> especially when so, some of the times they feel like they're just pointing out I mean, generally if they're pointing it out, I don't think they think it's a good thing. Let's just say that. Like I don't think even they're if like it's nice. I don't even think they're like, ha ha ha, this is so great. They're just like, Did you know? But then um but then there's the ones that are actively I'm like, Wow, you're going out of your way to tell me something you hate about me. Thank you very much for sending me this message. Thanks. You know? Yep. So, you know, it's just it's hard enough as it like right now, someone will be like, Did you know you just said you know like three times in a row? But my point is that if anybody listens to themselves for a period of time, mm-hmm. you'd find stuff about yourself as well. And yeah. then their argument would be like, well, I don't have a podcast or, you know, like they'd have something, some sort of rebuttal along those lines. And I'm like, yes, it's true. I understand I'm putting myself out there, but it also doesn't make it easy yeah. at the same time. Yeah. This went on a whole sideways thing. We went about- to a place. All right. Where are we at? I think we should actually get to the episode now. Let's get to the episode. It's a good thing there's no dig this week because apparently we're digging into other things like all of my self-conscious feelings that everybody. We're in a new feels season. The, feels so the, yes, new season. Think, think yeah. about how far we've gone and how far we've come. Like it's it's been a journey, and I'm today's happy we're here. dig. And I'm happy you're all here. <laughs> so today's dig is all about all of the ways that Whitney's self-conscious and everybody lets her know. <laughs> All right, let's do it. All right, so getting to the actual episode now. The opening episode to season four is titled Special Duggar Delivery, and it premieres January 31st, 2010. The last episode we recapped of season three premiered December 22nd, so it's just like a little over five weeks between them. Okay. I just point that out, that their seasons are very close together. Like, I don't think their filming schedules change much, you no. know? Like, there aren't these massive breaks. Like, some reality shows, you know, that they only film three mm-hmm. months out of the year. These TLC-type shows pretty much always have the cameras rolling. Yep. I mean, money, you know? Oh, yeah. You got to get in there. You got to exploit 24-7. <laughs> or they're at least doing, like, a like an 18 six and a half, you know? <laughs> As also stated in the title, this episode is a special, so it's an hour long, so that means we are digless this week, mm-hmm. except for the fact that we just dug into all of my insecurities. <laughs> so there was but your dig. But other than that, that was we're your all dig. diglet. A Pokemon reference. Merp. So let's get into it. Starting off, we get a black screen with the disclaimer, the following program contains scenes of a live birth. Viewer discretion is advised. So that means that then cue the intervention music in my head. (laughs) Uh, Sidestep for a moment, though. The thing I always wondered about intervention is like over time, as the show went on, how did more of them not get the fucking hint when they were asked to spell their name? (laughs) Like, my name is Whitney. Mm. 
W H I ah shit. Like you know what I mean? Like how did you not just like you're like fuck? Because it's always like oh we're doing a documentary and then they're like but if they you know documentary could mean a lot of things. But the, mm-hmm. if they're having you spell your name, it's one thing. Yeah, it's intervention. Mm-hmm. Any hoozle back to the episode. That was oh that was another person's bingo square. It was any hoozle. That's funny. So. We get an entirely new intro. Yeah. Talk about that budget. It is weird because it's been the same for so long that I feel like it's going to take a really long time to get used to. Mm -hmm. It's a lot less childlike, a lot less fun. The music is more demure and it doesn't (laughs) just have like those like graphics anymore. Yeah. It's. It's kind of like, you know, like the memes about like new sad McDonald's compared to like the one that we grew up with. You know what I mean? It feels like that. It's like everyone and everything tried to go like more sleek. And it's like, just keep it fucking corny. Mm-hmm. That's what, that was the charms. We liked it fucking corny. And then you're like, oh, okay. We're like grown up now. Can I relate it to something? Absolutely. Talk to me about the first, like, one season of the intro of Boy Meets World. Yeah, it was like a weird. Yeah, it was. It was such. That's when he's like tam- tap dancing. Yep. Even on Pod Meets World, they talk about how that intro was so bad. And then as like it went on, there was a point where they were like, okay, we got to get away from this like childish stuff and we got to get more serious. And then there's when this boy meets world, boy meets world, wandering around this road that we call life. Life. And then they're in the back of like the (laughs) The convertible. Yeah. (laughs) Hell yeah. And like Danielle Fischel's hair is all flowing. Did you guys know? Did have I told the story about how I ran into her on our honeymoon? <laughs> Where is this episode going? Where is this episode going? We haven't been back, so we haven't had You guys an are outlet. getting it all. Have I told this story on here? Do you want to tell it now or do you want to tell it at the end? I mean, I feel like I got other things at the end. Okay, so tell it now. Really quickly. Tim and I are on our fucking honeymoon. <laughs> we go to fucking Disneyland. I am being that person. Where I'm walking out of one of the stores on Main Street. The candy store. And I, Tim is saying something to me. I am being that person in this moment where I'm continuing to walk while turning around and going, huh, mm-hmm. to Tim. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm sorry. I apologize. I'm not normally that person. But in this moment, I was. Ran into a person. I go, oh, my God, I'm sorry. And then I look up and this lady smiles and keeps walking. And I'm like, and I looked at Tim and I'm like, was that Topanga? Was that Topanga? It was fucking... I ran into Topanga. <laughs> on my honeymoon. Yep. Literally. Yep. I love you so much. I wish it was me. <laughs> She's got great hair, man. Hottie. Any hoozle. Where am I at? <laughs> intro. Big uh, budget intro. What is happening this episode? You think... What is going on? We're excited to be back. Okay, so the episode starts saying that it's December 10th and Lego Hair is filling us in on what's going on. Michelle has been admitted to a hospital and her blood pressure is nearing 200, which mm-hmm. means she's getting close to or within stroke range. Yeah. And Michelle is on a gurney and her face is 
noticeably flushed. Very flushed, yeah. Or more than flushed, actually. I mean, she's full-blown red. Like, mm-hmm. it's, you, you, like, you're like, oh, yeah, like, this is yeah. not good. And obviously, this is very, very dangerous for both Michelle and the baby. And we see Jim Bob all suited up, like, when you're going to go, go back into for, the OR. For, yeah. And he tells the camera, quote, the situation is fixing to change our lives forever. Long pause while he kind of gathers himself before he says mm-hmm. forever. And he continues, but we praise God when all the good things are happening. And we praise God even during this difficult situation. So Jim Bob is tearing up and struggling as he speaks and he's choked up. And God damn it, it made me tear up too. Yeah. Because even if you're a giant douche canoe, and we know that Jim Bob Duggar definitely qualifies as the biggest of canoes. <laughs> I can't help but still get choked up when I see genuine emotion from another human being. Yeah, it was very real. Like, in that moment, he's, like, legitimately fearful in this mm-hmm. moment. So I can't fucking help it. It's like, you, even if it's fucking Jim Bob Duggar, like, I feel for him in this moment. I feel mm-hmm. his, his emotion. And, of course, I... For Michelle and the baby, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, God damn it, I'm tearing up too. Yep. And then they go Tarantino style. They do. <laughs> so now TLC flashes back to seven days earlier. Seven days. They're getting a little cinematic <laughs> with their storytelling now, oh, you know? That's that, that season four <laughs> flair, you know? They've, they've picked up a few tricks along the way. Yeah. They're ready to roll them out now that things are getting serious. Maybe there's been a budget increase. I mean, because they got that new <laughs> oh, there's intro. Obviously, you know? so been it's a like, budget increase. They're like, w- they didn't make this intro in like fucking paint. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> remember Paint good. Man? You oh, thought you yeah. could make the most amazing things, and you're like, look at this, and it's like a <laughs> squiggle. <laughs> you wrote your name oh, man. in little spray paints, <laughs> dots. Okay, so at first they just kind of recap scenes of announcing the pregnancy mm-hmm. and baby Cannon saying how she didn't know if she could get pregnant again, but of course she did, and how after her morning sickness passed, she was actually feeling really good this pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Then in early December, Cannon starts having pain that she assumes was a kidney stone, but eventually the, beca- the pain becomes too intense. And she ends up going to the ER on December 4th, where they end up finding gallstones. Mm -hmm. And Jim Bob is like, Michelle handles pain. So, like, when she actually complains or feels the need to do something, you know it's, like, serious. Ugh, the gall. Stones. (laughs) So, they also realize she's having, um, like, slight contractions. Mm -hmm. But she's only 24 weeks along. So, concerned for both Michelle and the baby, the next day on the 5th, they have her airlifted to UAMS Hospital in Little Rock. Now, that first hospital was Mercy Hospital in Rogers, the more local hospital, maybe like 25 minutes or so from Legoland. Mm -hmm. But Little Rock is three hours away. So, you know things are serious when you're being airlifted hours away. Mm-hmm. There's real concern, and she needs to be in a place better equipped to provide the care that they need, not only for her, but specifically for if they're about to have a very premature baby. Mm-hmm. So what it is, is that she has a stone clogging the duct, 
And they're trying to avoid surgery, of course, since she's pregnant. So once in Little Rock, they have her on antibiotics for a few days. And the inflammation does go down. So the main thing that first brought her in is actually getting better. Mm -hmm. But now there's a new problem. Her blood pressure keeps spiking. And the medication at first seems to work for a little while. And then it would spike again. Mm -hmm. But back at Legoland, of course, the older girls are taking care of the kids. And even Pest and Anna are popping in to help. We haven't had a sighting of them in a while. It, it's been it's been a minute, mm-hmm. but also, yeah, they're there. Anna's there to help. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's clarify this. Uh, Anna's helping. <laughs> but there's this scene. I did you notice it when yeah. Pest is sitting on the piano bench and he's talking to the camera? It's just the whole like, oh well, normally gallstones wouldn't be a big deal, but we you know because she's pregnant. Blah, blah blah blah. Anyway, so he's talking to the camera and Anna is sitting next to him and she is not. Like, she's just not amused. Like, she doesn't have the smiley IBLP wife mask on at all. No. She looks kind of annoyed. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little pissed. Mostly just tired. Annoyed and tired. Mostly just tired is real, man. And and I would be, too. Like, who can fucking blame the girl? She's a first-time mom who you know is doing it all herself. Plus, she has that fucking giant beef jerky pickle smelling man baby sitting next to her to manage too. Homegirl is over it and exhausted. (laughs) But I'm here for it because she's not playing the role. And then finally towards the end, she kind of musters up a tight-lipped nod and looks at him. (laughs) It's definitely not an adoring gaze. No. It's more of like an annoyed glance. So you still got the same letters. Adoring gaze, annoyed glance. You know, close, you know, yeah. She's still got the AG. Millie says, yeah, dad's used to that second one. Mm-hmm, yep. So they end up getting an ultrasound at the hospital. So they find out the gender. And Lego hair decides that they're going to send or send. Send. <laughs> she says at one point, Cannon really says, we're sending. So I'm like, oh, it's in everything. <laughs> so... They're going to send a video to announce to everyone back home. Mm-hmm. Oh, for some reason, it printed out a blank page. Okay, we're good. So everyone back at Legoland is voting for what g- gender they think it'll be. <laughs> and even Terry is there. I know. So they must have been eating and he, was- rushed, he rushed right over so he wouldn't miss a single bite. <laughs> They're like, are you here to... You're here to figure out what the gender of the baby is? And he's like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was like, dinner time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> but then also he sounds like a piece of sh- abusive piece of shit. That's so, true. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, also, side note, Deanna has dark hair in this era and it looks good. Yeah. Agree. Like I think the darker it took me a little bit to realize who she was. I think it with suits that her. Hair. Like she, yeah. like she's had light hair like a lot of the time. I think mm-hmm. the dark looks good on her. I agree. So I was like, Deanna, go back to that. Get it, girl. Deanna, if you're listening, we like the dark hair. <laughs> Any hoozle. So they send the video over, <laughs> and of course, it's a girl. Mm-hmm. 
So they're getting reactions from the kids, but I'm just going to give some of the highlights. We don't need, <laughs> we don't need to get it all. So our dancing king said, yeah, it's neat, but I wish it was a boy because the girls are going to catch up on the boys. Mm-hmm. And then Jason's <laughs> fucking Jason, dude. Jason says, it's good. And then he looks up at the cameraman, kind of confused, and says, the sunflower seeds or the baby? Or the baby. <laughs> As he's sucking on sunflower seeds. And the cameraman is like, the baby. And Jason, <laughs> so Jason replies, oh, yeah, it's good. <laughs> yeah. I'm convinced. Are you? Uh, not he remotely. Give, he couldn't give a fuck. Hey, if those are pickle flavored sunflower oh, seeds, geez. how does a Duggar. Which are delicious, by the way. How does a Duggar focus when there's pickle sunflower he's seeds? He's like, oh, around? yeah, it's good. But he's like, but these sunflower seeds. <laughs> I mean, this just seems classic, Jason, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, a little oblivious. I just, I just don't remember Jason being such a key thing. And now in my rewatch, I'm like, what fucking dark horse over here, fucking Jason. <laughs> pale horse over here there you go that's it I, okay and this is could be a debate you're free to disagree is calling this a feral child's moment which is a new bingo score is that a stretch is this a stretch of him caring about sunflower seeds like the way he's like munching on like the sunflower seeds and it's like well maybe or the sunflower seeds i mean he is kind of chomping let's give it that'll be Are our you first sure? Yeah, that'll be our first bingo square of the of the season. All right, so we're going feral child moment. So exciting! What'd you use, tater tot or pickle? I use a tater tot. Okay. And our girl Hanny says, "I think it's a boy and a girl. I'm excited for it to be a boy and twins." <laughs> and Jill pops in like she like comes from like a side room, <laughs> and she's like, "They know what it is. Did you hear what it is?" What is it? And Hanny says, a girl. And Jill is like, so why do you still think it's a boy? And she says, it's not. It's a boy and a girl. <laughs> so that's our girl. It was that It was that little kid like mentality of like, you're pretending like you get it, but you really don't. I just love it because I, f- I feel like it's like, she just like sent her ways and she's like, this is, this is what it is. This is what I want. Is this our girl, Hanny? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so, yep, definitely our girl. Let's get it. Our girl. <laughs> so all of this coincides with their annual mission trip to El Salvador. Mm. And the 11 oldest kids are still going, plus Faini. And just Lego Harris staying back, as he fucking should. Yeah, no kidding. So Grandma, Pest, Anna, and two other family friends are staying with the little kids while all their moms are away. Because it's not just Michelle. I didn't understand who that older boy was for a while. I was like, who is this random? Uh, and then I'm like, oh, yeah. It's one there. of theirs. Yeah. So Jill talks about how usually she's not the one in charge because she has older siblings, she says. But really, Josh and John David don't fucking count. So that just leaves <laughs> Jana. Let's be real. And she continues, I like to be a follower, but I guess I can step up and be in charge when I have to. And Jill really is the one running the show this time around. She's handling, checking in all 30 bags at the airport Mm -hmm. and handling their frequent flyer miles. Yep. She has all the passports. 
she's running the show, not Jana. No. It's interesting. So they felt okay letting the kids still go because at this point in time is when the meds were for the stones were working. So they thought she was getting better. Mm-hmm. But just as they were getting ready to leave is when her blood pressure began spiking. Yeah. And then my own blood pressure spikes because there's a scene of Pest walking out of the bedroom at the Tater Top Mansion. And he's looking all sleepy like. Oh, 100%. Laying it on thick with the fucking sleepy face and says, quote, I am uh, hanging out here. I'm getting to enjoy two crying babies all night long. Shut the fuck up. Like, like you don't do a damn thing. Oh, like, oh, you're so tired. Like, and you'll understand why I say in the future, you'll understand when I say, I highly doubt he didn't sleep through it. I'm just saying. <laughs> you'll oh understand. God. <laughs> I find it hard to believe he wasn't fucking snoozing away through every fucking cry. Okay. So Anna is taking care of Mackenzie and Jordan. So, you know, Mackenzie's theirs. Mm-hmm. And Anna says, it's been a lot of fun. But homegirl looks oh, so tired. There was so much subtext. She's so that. tired. She was a sub shop. Like, there was so much subtext in what she said. <laughs> She's so tired. Also interesting because Anna specifically says that Jill was the one who called to ask if they could come stay at the house and help. Mm-hmm. So Jill really is running the circus. Yeah. And we get a bingo square because Grandma Mary says, we're just taking care of the little ones. The little ones. And yep. little ones is one of our new squares. <laughs> All right. Pest and Anna also say little ones many times from here mm-hmm. on out. Um, but Pest also says he hasn't been an active member of the house in a year. And everyone is thankful for that. <laughs> but he said he's had to come back in and reestablish that he's their older brother and in charge. Oh, yeah. Yeesh. There hasn't been. And it was very weird seeing him in that environment, knowing that he hasn't like he wasn't involved in like the last Nothing. half of that last season. And I think part of it was on purpose. And I have ideas that they were trying to see if they could spin it off. I don't think so. I know you think that, but I don't think so. I I'll take that to my grave. Just because I feel like in, in an environment like this, like they were trying to figure out whatever they could to try to get as much out of it as they could, you know. But yeah, it's it is weird seeing him talk so much when you haven't seen him at all recently you know mm-hmm. and it, at like one point later on he's like oh the kids are being pretty good i mean they're not being like perfect but he's just like and i'm like oh yeah like it's funny because he's been around that his whole life and then suddenly because he's somewhat like alone not alone he's not really doing anything but it's like now he's like well we're just not being that good <laughs> um another funny dancing king moment the cameraman asks where el salvador is and at first, Jackson says, not far away. Mm-hmm. But then Justin says, yeah, it is. And then he whispers in his ear. And then Jackson says, oh, it's on the other side of the world. Yeah. Yeah, like he knew. <laughs> <laughs> on the other side of the world. Yeah. 
And then just another little tidbit. There's a moment where Johanna says, I miss mama. So clearly Jill's absence is really setting in. Yeah. (laughs) There is a point in this where Joy gives the double thumbs up. Oh, does she? Where did Mm -hmm. I miss it? What point? I, I like totally in this it. in this chunk. There's you don't have film... specifics for me. I don't have specifics you have shit there, notes. but I do have joy double thumbs up. But but in this but moment when? of a timeline, it was because as people are talking and they're like moving into the next scenes and stuff. There's they're filming her doing something and she gives the double thumb. I'll so. take your word for it. Yep. Put a pickle on it. So down in El Salvador, they're self-filming because a crew didn't go along this time. And they're working to help clean up houses that suffered from flooding and mudslides from a recent hurricane. hurricane, yeah. And I'd say we get an inappropriate attire bingo square, which we (laughs) kept. Because the girls... Because it's a good one. Because it can go through so many different things. Yeah. Um, But I'd say that we get... That square because the girls are still doing this cleanup work in skirts. <laughs> now it's true. Yeah. I will say that a lot of there's not a lot of footage since it was self shot, but it from a very tiny glimpse it looks like Ginger may have at least been wearing sneakers, but they don't really show all the they don't really show because they're filming themselves. They don't really you don't pan see down. Their feet. Yeah. But let me tell you, if the crew had been there, the camera would have zeroed in on their shoes and skirts for sure. <laughs> and then we would have gotten one of our other new squares, which one of our new squares is the OG snarkers, mm-hmm. because it's always how like yeah they've kind of done the work for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really too bad that they weren't there. Because you can think of all these past episodes. Remember when they were at the the race when they're all in their fucking and yeah. then like going deep like going zooming in <laughs> on ginger's um sandals do you remember yeah. or like yeah. pat like when they were at el salvador before and like they zoomed in on them hiking like you know like <laughs> yeah. or you know just yeah. yeah so if they had been there it would have happened but can so i you- shout out something from this part like yeah so we're in a weird moment of watching Jilly Croissant because we know like where they get at the end. We know where they are now with the book and we've seen a window into her time here, like in this environment. So watching her be relatively assertive, but then also having her moments of being a little dweeby and i mean that with all the positive in the world was really nice to see because it was nice to see that like she has her personality but at the end of the day she's getting shit done yeah so it was i felt really good about a lot of the jill scenes in this because you're like oh you're so endearing like you were in i still i'm still endeared to you so much but you're still like fucking knocking shit out so i appreciate that so because like here's girl i i have a i feel for jana because i feel like jana's just she got fucking shit on her entire life but but jana's not a particularly endearing person you know what i mean we see any of her personality but like even later on when she is more involved and in more interviews Mm -hmm. and i'm not saying she's like the most off-putting she kind of has a shit 
her shit doesn't sink vibe at times. Just wait. I mean, I don't want to talk about it too much. But I, all I'm saying is even at some of her best, like, there's not something to her that I'm particularly endeared to. I okay. have a lot of compassion for her. And Agreed. I feel for mm-hmm. her. And I feel like she's gotten a really shitty deal. And a lot of, th- there's a lot of other things. But personality-wise, I'm not particularly endeared to her. Mm-hmm. But, like, Jill has that size where you're like, oh, you can be, like, you can be endearing. Your yeah, dweebiness yeah, yeah, yeah. is endearing. You know, so that's like, yeah. that's kind of like the, the difference. It's funny. So back in Little Rock, Michelle's blood pressure now reaches 200. So she's officially diagnosed with preeclampsia. So this whole episode is really back and forth. So bear with me. But that's why it's like, it really is like flash one scene, flash. Like it's not like, oh, yeah. it's not divided up the way it's normally kind of like, mm-hmm. here's two to three things like segments it's like flash 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 yeah so um it's kind of interesting because anna's just kind of thrown in she's got her very own new baby (laughs) you said a mouthful honey (laughs) in a long yeah right (laughs) god no fucking kidding so she's got her very own very new baby to take care of as a first-time mother and suddenly Mm -hmm. she's taking care of all these other kids too yeah. And she says it's a crash course in parenting and a learning experience. Because, you know, you're always going to have that IBLP, like, positive spin. So you know? it's been, yep. It's that PR. So there's a kind of funny moment when Jennifer has scaled the stairs railing, but from, like, the outside. On the outside, yeah. yeah. And Anna, like, when she notices, she goes fucking running. Like, she books it over there. Mm -hmm. And I got to say, I have never seen baby Cannon hoof it the way she did. (laughs) Cannon's kid can be fucking choking. And she's like, excuse me a moment. You know? (laughs) And she just kind of, like, fucking saunters over there. Uh... And she's like, thank you, Jamesy Bug. And, and at least Anna has some, like, knee-to-chest action, you know? So I give her a little fucking... Cr- high knees, the, I mean, high the, knees. The, the, let's, let's be real. The, the bar is very low. But I'm like, oh, she showed concern and urgency? Good job, Anna! You know? We're not can used I, to that around these parts. Can I interject with something on the same level? There's a stand-up comedian that I follow that talks about how when you're the difference in a, somebody having kids and not having kids comes when you're talking to them on the phone. Cause he was like, I realized that I'm Jim a, Gaffigan. I no, it's oh, not okay. Jim Gaffigan, but, but it's like, I realized that when I'm trying to talk to somebody on the phone and then I also have kids in the house, I'm a lunatic because I'm having normal conversations. And then it's like, I have Tourette's where I just come up and he was like, I was having a conversation and I'm like, well, you know, the you know, this show is about to start, but we're gonna do Hey, hey, I told you not to bite the dog. Don't bite the dog. <laughs> so we should start filming on Monday, you know, really. Like he's like, it's just these little things of like That's how I feel talking to my sisters, I swear to God. Like now their kids are a little bit older. Well, there's one left, but it's like I'd be I remember telling them like you can't have a fucking conversation. Like it's no. impossible. It's fucking impossible. <laughs> Uh, don't bite the dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, any hoozle. So good on you, Anna. You hoofed it over there. Man, yeah. High knees. Yep. High knees. Need a chest. We appreciate it. <laughs> so now we're sort of circling back to the cold open with mm. Michelle's blood pressure continually rising. Yeah. 
They have no choice but to deliver the baby before she has a stroke. She's prepped for an emergency C-section, and Josie Brooklyn is born on December 10th, weighing in at a mere one pound, six ounces. In a talking head, Cannon recounts how Lego Hair told her her head was the size of a pool ball. Yeah. Can I relate it to something personal? Yeah. I have two things about this. There's a scene right before this happens where Lego Hair gives her a can of fruit. Now, culinarian... I love fruit. There's something nostalgic about canned fruit. Give me I... a canned fucking mandarin orange. Hell yes. Oh, yeah. Put it in the fridge. Yeah. Put the whole cold. can in the fridge. Not even, I'm not saying empty the can and then, like, no, no, put the mm-hmm. whole can in the fridge. Yep. Diced pears. A, pe- a out fucking of a pear. Can? Stop a fucking it. pear. I love a pear. You know what? All these other people are like apples. No, pear is the money yeah. fruit. Pears. <laughs> canned pears. Canned fruit is delicious. I don't care who you are on this planet. I know that there's better ways to have it fresher. Canned fruit is delicious. Mm -hmm. The second thing I wanted to say during this is... So I have one cousin, Mike, who's around my age. And we spent a lot of time together growing up. And... I didn't have a sibling, so he was like my my might as well be sibling. Um, And I remember we were both born premature, which is funny because now I'm like one of the bigger members of my family. And everyone's like, oh, you were like I was supposed to be born, if I remember correctly, like first week of February. And I was born on December 30th. So that's that's early, you know. But my cousin Mike was born early as well. And I remember when he was born, my godmother told me that they couldn't find clothes that would fit him. So they were legitimately buying like doll clothes to get him things to wear when he mm-hmm. was when he was like an absolute newborn. So in this part where they were like, oh, her head's the size of like a pool, like ball. That was what I thought of immediately because... At one point in me growing up, I remember there was a picture that was taken of my grandmother, my godmother, and my aunt, who was Mike's mom, holding, like, three boxes of, like, doll clothes because they were like, this is what we had to buy him. So Interesting. I just always think about that. I think there's more resources now, but it's like, yeah, it's true back then. There there probably wasn't, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So, um... Being only 25 weeks along, uh, Josie's chance of survival is 80%, which is, I mean, 80 is good compared, but like, that's just what, what the doctors say. Also, side note, Jordan's birthday is December 18th. So for Mm -hmm. eight days, Josie and Jordan are the same age. Weird. Now the older kids are back in town from their mission trip and the whole family is headed to Little Rock to meet the baby. And we finally get a glimpse of the cell phone bell clip. Yeah, I was waiting. It was elusive there for a while. It's like it knew it wasn't an official square anymore. (laughs) It's it's just the it's the free square, so it doesn't really count towards Mm -hmm. a bingo. Yeah, but I felt like it fucking knew, and it was like, oh, you're I'm not official anymore. You can wait till the end. (laughs) It knew. Yeah. So all the kids crowd around Josie, 
And it's honestly the absolute quietest I've ever heard the whole group of kids be. Yeah. All together. It was eerily quiet for them. There's a little mm. bit of whispering and like whatever. But for them, it is as close to silent as you can get. Yeah, it was awkward. You could tell the older girls had like started to kind of tear up a little bit. Well, you can sort of see the, the shock across many of their faces. Yeah. Like their mouths are actually gaped open at points. And I've always said that Jill seems to be the most sensitive and in touch with her feelings way before her book. Like I've been saying that since <laughs> Yeah. I've been saying that since forever. This isn't yeah. just me being like, I got a hard on for Jill or blah 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 or being swayed by her book. I have always said that she seems that way. Mm-hmm. Um you've just always been able to feel it. And so Jill begins to cry first as she looks down at Josie, which would be me too. Mm-hmm. I would just be so over like overwhelmed and overcome with the shock and emotion of how small she is yeah that there's no way i wouldn't tear up too it's just Mm -hmm. so i feel her on that and then after that ginger and anna begin to cry a little as well Mm -hmm. and that's where the episode ends so you get sort of an idea of what the focus will be this entire season as they have a long road ahead of them in regards to baby josie as she is considered a micro preemie Mm -hmm. obviously at this point um you're looking at a very long NICU stay, and it comes with the risk of many complications, some of which could last throughout their entire life. Mm-hmm. So I just I just thought I'd give a few, since we're digless, besides my, you know, insecurities earlier. Um, <laughs> since we're digless, just a few little extra facts about micropremies. So they need oxygen as their lungs aren't fully developed, which is one of the, like, even my niece, that was like in a month early, like you're, you're waiting for the lungs. That's usually yeah. like that thing. Um, feeding takes several steps for the, before they can be released. In the beginning, they'll often need um, nutrition given VIV because mm-hmm. they can't even absorb properly yet. And then they move on to a feeding tube before they can begin sucking to feed. So that's usually like 34 to 35 weeks. So if you mm-hmm. think about it, if she's 25 weeks, she's got 10 weeks before the average time that she's going to be able to even be able to oh, yeah. feed properly. Mm-hmm. They're also unable to regulate their own body temperature. Their thin, their skin is very thin. Super thin, yeah. And they have very delicate blood vessels. Mm-hmm. So that's also another reason they don't get handled a lot. And finally, the average NICU stay for a baby born at 25 weeks gestation is 108 days. But obviously, that's just an average, and every case is different. Mm-hmm. One last tidbit. The world record for the most premature surviving baby is Curtis Means. And Curtis was born July 5th, 2020 in Alabama at just 21 weeks along. Yeah. At birth, he weighed 14.8 ounces. It's crazy. So not even a pound. Not so it's like you're pound, looking at yeah. Josie, and she's a pound six ounces, <sighs> and he wasn't even a pound. Damn. And he's a fucking cutie now. When he oh, he's cute. He's real cute. And I think you. I think it's hard to think sometimes. I relate everything to like how I get things in kitchens, of like weight when I'm trying to envision weight. Um, and I know that like before I started cooking and like paying attention to those things, when people were like, "Oh my god, it was a X pound baby." And I didn't really have any response because I'm like, I don't really have a way to quantify in my brain how that is. But now knowing like 
being so aware of the weight of things and how they come into my kitchens when they're like, oh my God, not even a pound. I'm like, I couldn't even imagine. Well, like there's two of us in this house and uh, it's actually really funny. My oldest sister has been joking for years, way before we had this podcast, that I'm incapable of not cooking as if the Duggars are coming over. (laughs) Which is funny because she doesn't even like watch the show. She doesn't listen to the podcast. But she's like, Whitney always cooking like for the Duggars. But it's true. When you've worked in the settings that I have and like catering and stuff, it's kind of hard for me to like, I can't cook for two in like the average like yeah. here's dinner with maybe a little bit of leftovers. Yeah. So I'm getting at this to say that anytime I cook something with ground beef, I always use two pounds. Even though it's just the two of us, <laughs> it's two pounds every time. So I'm like, they does, that kid doesn't even weigh no. half of our dinner. Like, the, <laughs> that I, you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm making fucking goulash. Uh... Or what else do I make with ground beef? I don't know. Or like. Sour cream noodle. Yeah, I'm making sour cream noodle. Like, like, there's less. Of him than there is the beef in my sour cream noodle bake. Oh, yeah. There's less of that kid. It's crazy. Half half of what I put in the sour cream noodle bake is what he is. Yep. Crazy. Think about there it is... like that. If you don't think about pounds in the terms of the beef in your sour cream noodle bake, I mean, what else are you doing? I mean, doing? what are you quantifying How can you, how can you even imagine it? <laughs> so we got belt clip late. We did get a Jana Speaks. She said very, one line. Okay. Very, very briefly. It is just yep. her on the... Um, oh on the intercom like on the phone to the yep. inter- intercom but like during all these different points they're never her directing nope. there's never what do you think of the gender there's none of yep. that yep. nothing Gianna. so we do get one but it is kind of a pitiful one mm-hmm. agree i do have can i give you my final notes of yep. just like wrap up things that i noticed um the first one was when Famy was on the mission they they let her say one line, and it was when they were cleaning up after the hurricane, and she was like, we're cleaning, and we take one wrong step, and the whole house comes down on us, something along those lines. So yeah. It was a little bit of fame going fame. Um, our dancing king. We love that kid. He He also has that little kid thing where, like, at one point when they were talking to him, he had something red drink related drank drank and it's that thing where he like licked his lips so like around his lips was like painted red and there's a very specific like style of child where you look at him and you're like oh you have punch all around punch, your mouth but there's like there was always that kid that had punch mouth 24 fucking seven i'm like are you ever not drinking punch is that all you drink do you just like dip your mouth and punch? This like, kid do you is just dipping like his soak in Hawaiian punch? punch like, I feel yeah. like they're just like, like <laughs> it's just like waiting, just their lip area waiting in fucking Hawaiian punch. <laughs> yep. So our dancing king is also punch mouth king. Um. So that's one. We don't have a punch mouth king square. I'm sorry. <laughs> is that what you're asking? Is that what you're getting at? It's we didn't the have dark that. horse for next season. <laughs> Um, the other one is which was the child that was like really rough when they went to El Salvador? The one that was like waking up early and he Josiah. looked like he was hungry. And Josiah looked at it again. He looked again. at it again this time. Again. Yes. He was still sitting there. I'm like, Josiah fucking struggles. He had sunglasses on. It yeah. was all early. But he I was remember, rough. Because I remember saying last time, like, he looks like he's fucking hungover because he was like, the way he like had his head in his hands. And this, this year, like, he's got the fucking sunglasses. I'm like, this is what Saya looks like. 
mm. fucking on the on yeah. the sauce. He does not. <laughs> you know, like yep. this is exactly how he'd be. Yep. Again, yeah, I totally, I didn't write it down, but I remember thinking, I'm like, Josiah goes again. Oh, yeah, he, he can't, was dude, having he can't a rough fucking time. hang, man. He was having a bad time. I'll have to do, I should do a compilation of the last time and this time. <laughs> you should. Maybe that should be a real. Um, um, the last two things I have is there is a, a talking head with Hanny and Jackson, and they're adorable. Yep, they they're continue. They're so funny together. Those two. Yep. And then the last thing I just had is way too much pest in this episode. Yeah, I know. And he's wearing a fucking leather jacket. And I'm like, oh, stop. You're not like the fucking fawns. Like, get out of here. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if there's a whole lot of jukeboxes that are playing uh, hymns, you know, for him to, for him to turn back on. on. The, someone put on amazing, you know, like everything you watch, everything, like whatever, it's always like amazing grace. That's like the fucking thing. It's like amazing grace, amazing grace. <laughs> and so like, is that like the jukebox full of like amazing grace? And then maybe, and if the devil doesn't like it, he can sit on attack. Ouch. Ouch. God said to Noah, there's going to be a floody, floody. <laughs> so two things. We got six squares, which is not bad for a season opener. No, not, not at all. Not bad. Um, the best I got was two at a time three in three places. I had three. Oh, did you? Mm. So not bad for a season opener and a new board. Um, and also just a random thought I had. TLC could have made this a much more like dramatic episode. And they didn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they could have made it really, like, oh, my gosh, the drama. Oh, my gosh, it's so scary. Mm -hmm. Like, and there was, like, a couple moments of it, but then they would, yeah. So, they really lightened it in a way that I thought that they would, like, and I know it's not meant to be this, like, heavy show all the time, but I, I, you would think that maybe they'd be, like, oh, this is the one where we can, like, but no, they didn't. It was really, like, a all over the place episode while still being, like, because that is legitimately, like, a very scary thing. Yeah. And I'm like, they, and then they're like, and then look at this over here. I don't know. Yeah. It's just interesting. I think they changed lanes a lot to kind of maybe dissipate a little bit of like how, because like, this was scary. Like, yeah. we've seen this woman give birth before and there's never been issues like this. So when you have it, and like you said, when you look at Lego and he's kind of a lot more emotional and serious than he has been before like it's it's kind of a stark contrast yeah so So i you'd actually to me i would actually think that they would go through that more because they're like oh it's this one like really like Mm -hmm. episode but then no they don't so interesting yeah are you ready to do your digging on i'm ready you want to go first nope i want you to go first i I think you should go first really yeah (laughs) okay all right so I created. So when I said, "Do you want to go first? That was, that was a statement, not a question. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> women, am I right? Wives, am I right? You want to go first? Not, she didn't you say it through first? clenched teeth, so I didn't get the sincerity of it. Um, okay, mine's another media one, and it is a song that has been stuck in my head for like four weeks now. And it is a song by an artist out of Austin named Shaky Graves. And the song is called Dearly Departed. And it's a song that during Austin uh, or South by Southwest, 
in Austin, he recorded a live version with the woman that's his kind of like writing partner, Esme Patterson. And they sing the song like out on like a pool deck. And it's just him with the guitar and her there. And he explains it where he was like, I've never done harmony stuff live. And we wrote this. And it's kind of this like throwback to some old like country style things. But like the song is incredible. And for Pickle People, I'll post it. It is not only watching two people sing and perform together that it just like get it like they vibe really well together it's just a really good song and it's catchy and it gets stuck in your head it is incredible so dearly departed do i know this i don't know this one then you've heard me singing it and you've heard me listen to it on a speaker so dearly departed by shaky graves and it's amazing like it's still like i have it stuck in my head still for the past like couple of weeks so so you're digging it i am digging on dearly departed by shaky graves okay nice um mine is well what do you know it's holiday related (laughs) but i feel like before with halloween i'm gonna try to make it different let me try to make it okay so like before with halloween i was like oh just like the whole thing and like basking in it so in an attempt to make it different i'll give something more specific okay I am digging on Christmas music, the official start. Okay. So I might, I just love it. Like I have my whole fucking playlist, you know, I do one thing. Or, you know, this is the time of year that Tim has to listen to me sing Christmas Vacation constantly. <laughs> it's that time. I, I, to be specific, here's the problem. <laughs> Spotify does not have... The OG. The OG. Like, it's, I'm talking about the intro that's playing during the, like, cartoon, the animated, like, Santa thing in the beginning. Like, the skinny ankles. With his, I'm like, how does those skinny little (laughs) ankles and how how do they hold up that body? But it's the, because, like, you hear these other versions and they're, but, like, this one is soulful. It's like, it's that time. Christmas time is here. Everybody knows there's not a better time of year. Hear that sleigh. Santa's on his way. Hip, hip, hooray for Christmas vacation. Boom, boom, boom. Okay, so that is the only... Ver- there's other ones that they're just like... Huh, you know, yeah, no, no, it's no. not the same. No. You know what goes through my head? Soulful. Go ahead. Go, Keep going. No, go for it. The way that Whitney sings it sometimes... Reminds me if like Neil Diamond was singing that song. It, it's when I say Santa's on his way, huh? Here's that sleigh. Santa's on his way. No, it's like, here's that sleigh. Santa's on his way. And he always hip says, okay, Neil. Hooray. It goes through my head hip every hip time. Hooray I'm... for Christmas vacation. My amendment to that is that it's not Neil Diamond doing it. It's Jimmy Fallon doing, doing a Neil, Neil Diamond, Diamond impression doing it. Santa's on his way. <laughs> so Tim thinks I sound like Neil Diamond. Great. Um, but yeah, Christmas music, man. Fucks, yeah. me, fucks me up in a good way. Yeah. Love it. Tim has I... to hear a lot of it. Yep. And I have a playlist that's like Ching, all the music. Ling, 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 ling. It's so good. Me and Whitney have a playlist together on Spotify of like a lot of the old classics. But then I also have my own that's called Tim Cribbis. I thought we're on that one together too. 
Are we on that one together? Because yeah. that one has a whole bunch of like funny songs and like punk song, like punk covers of stuff. Me and Whitney are going to go see me first in the Gimme Gimme's in like two days. And it's for their Christmas show. And their version of Santa Baby is one of my favorite Christmas songs of all time. Santa Baby. Especially because it's me first. It's Spike singing it with a bunch of like old punk dudes. Mm -hmm. Uh, I love it. So yeah, I'm digging on Christmas music. Good call. But just some little added tidbits for the people who care. By this point, okay, can I just have a moment? Can I talk about holidays? The have people who don't care about this shit, they've already left anyway. If you don't care about this <laughs> shit, just go. It's the end of the podcast. Okay? Listen to Shaky Graves first, but then you then can go. Then you can go. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, for the rest You're of dismissed. you who care. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> dismissed. So for the rest of you who give a shit, uh, so, you know, I was posting for about half of October. I started about halfway through and I was doing my daily festive mug the mug it was was mug festive mug watch Mm -hmm. so i'm going to be starting the christmas version december 1st which will probably be the day that this is releasing Mm -hmm. so if you go to our stories daily through the through christmas day i will be posting Mm -hmm. a different festive mug if you're into that shit um something a little side little side tidbit so i've talked about how when I tried to tell myself, like, is there anything in my best about my old job? You know, when I was like, mm, is there anything? And I came up mm-hmm. with like three things, one of which was using their printer ink every once in a while. Um, <laughs> but one of them was majorly the thing that comes to mind is just that I liked having that outlet for doing festive things and kind of like yeah. organizing some things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I talked about my forcing fall feels thing and I had fashion forward Fridays. I'm a fucking slut for alliterations. Um but another thing, the first thing that started it all is my very first year, I started Festive Fridays. Yeah. And those Fridays, which, I mean, okay, I've got Christmas shirts and gear to last me the whole fucking month. But I started at my job every Friday between Thanksgiving and Christmas mm-hmm. was Festive Friday. And the people in the office would join in with me. So I was just thinking if. If our listeners would like to join in on Festive Friday, however yeah. that looks for them, whether that's mm-hmm. a Hanukkah sweater or a winter outfit. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that sucks, though, is like back in the day, it's like you did like fucking hashtag- hash- hashtags are obsolete now. You know, <laughs> you don't post to your grid anymore. Like, yeah. you don't just remember back in the day where we we're all just posting like pictures of our fucking dinner and like our <laughs> OOTD. Like our outfit yeah. of the day, you don't do that anymore. So it's like that was Skipper for Mildred didn't catch as much no, steam because hashtags are a thing of the past. Thing. Yeah. yeah. So it's like back in the day, I would have said like, "Oh, post a picture in your um, festive outfit and hashtag it like hashtag Festive Fridays DUTD." Yeah. But like nobody's fucking doing that anymore. Tag us in it. I guess I think that's the yeah. only thing you. But can like, do. yeah, like because like I don't know. But I'm just saying, if you guys want to feel like you've got a bunch of diggers on your level, and we're all dressed up together on Fridays, solidarity, we're here mm-hmm. with you. Hashtag Festive Fridays DUTD that nobody will do, but that's mm-hmm. fine. But I will post what I'm. But wearing. join us. But I will post what I'm wearing that's mm-hmm. festive on Fridays. Um. Oh, and we didn't talk about this because we were talking about Thanksgiving. I was like, we should have. Because now I'm just on the thing. Okay. So I think Tim and I started a new tradition on Thanksgiving Day. Mm, yeah. I think that's something we'll stick with. So we like to gift each other a lot of Christmas things. Mm-hmm. But like a lot of ornaments. But it's either like you give them all early or you're waiting till Christmas Day and they have to wait till the next year to use it. Correct. So Tim and I decided on Thanksgiving we exchanged what we already had 
for each mm-hmm. other that was Christmas related. So ornaments and I gave mm-hmm. him a shirt and, you know, things like that. Now, if we collect more over the season, we can give them to each other on Christmas mm-hmm. Day. But it was just kind of like a fun little kickoff. Yeah. So, like, you got me, like, three ornaments and I got you a couple. I got you, like, three ornaments as well. And then we got a shirt. pack of newspapers that talk about the wet bandits from Home Alone. Yep. I got you shrimp cocktail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You got me um, oysters. A tray of oysters tray on the half shell with lemon. Um, a plate of asparagus. Yes. And was that it? Yeah. I got Mildred a can of very tuna. detailed can, can of, of tuna. Because we had sardines, but this is a can of tuna. It's like half cracked open so you can see the tuna inside. It's amazing. Yep. So that's for Mildred's tree. I got you a lot of um, cocktails because- <laughs> Ooh, churros. Oh, yeah. You got me churros. That's we right. got a bag, got like a paper yeah. bag that has churros That's in it. Right. Yeah. But so you guys, FYI, I had, I've had i had five trees for a couple of years. Over the summer on clearance, I bought two more trees. So we have seven. So I got a skinny aluminum tree that's going to go next to our bar cart. So that's going to be our bar tree. So we'll be able to move mm-hmm. all cocktail related items off the food tree and onto the to the bar tree now we don't have a lot of that but we'll, we'll, we'll grow it'll yeah. grow it was like it was a lot when you looked at it on the food tree but when you put it on a separate tree you're like okay there's not as much but we have many years to grow it i bought you two more oh cocktails yeah oh, okay <laughs> um so maybe we'll be fine but like i'm, I'm gonna move like the olive on there because yeah. even that to me is like martini you mm-hmm. know or whatever we have a lot of but, like bottles like tequila bottle because i got and... you aperol I got yeah, you a Bloody Mary that has shrimp on it. So it's funny that we both gave shrimp. And what was it? Oh, a bottle of champagne in a bucket. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. the joke that I made when we went to go see White Christmas was I was like, you would be that person that would go up to the table that says cocktails and you'd be like, um, shrimp, please. On the rocks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and it felt very Liz Lemon and 30 Rock where when they go out to the club and jenna's like oh that guy wants to buy you a drink and she's like i already have a drink can you buy me mozzarella sticks instead and, so, and we were talking that night i'm like not a hundred percent but there's a good 60 percent of me that is liz lemon i mean that was the night that you were a fashionista right? i mean yeah <laughs> so the other so the seventh so that's the sixth tree is the bar tree the seventh tree i got a tr- i haven't even opened it yet um shaped like a cactus Mm-hmm. So I want to put like Arizona ornaments on it. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, I don't really have that. So that's another thing we have to start yep. getting. But I just thought it was cool. Proud so. of our home state. So we have seven seven trees. It's not perfect, but we love it. And because you brought up White Christmas, can I bring up something real quick, real quick sure. about the show? Sure. So in the movie, the general is a fucking hottie patati because he's like a silver fox, <laughs> fucking right? Fucking silver he's fox, He's a silver yeah. fox. Like he's yeah. very, like, yeah, he's... Steely eyes. He's good and, looking, yeah. okay? Mm-hmm. And good so, looking like, older man. when we were like, I was like, ooh, what do you think? And then when we were looking in the, in the playbill, I was like, ooh, not looking good. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then when he got up on stage, I was like, no, he's not the same not general. Not the same. He's, yeah. he's, a, he's a different take on the general. Mm-hmm. But I only bring this up because I'm like, is there any other ladies out there who can agree with me? I mean, Tim agrees with me, so it must be true. He was a true. good looking dude. He's a good yeah. fucking, he's That's a, what I aspire to be no, as an older man. he's a good looking guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's a little cardigan. Um, but yeah, he's like gray hair, but like the beautiful eyes, a little tan, like, you know, like. Note to self. He's a good looking guy. cardigan. <laughs> okay, cool. 
So the, yeah, the general was not quite the general. <laughs> Good actor. Didn't sh- didn't sell insurance. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, I guess that's enough. I've yammered on enough about uh, my insecurities running into Topanga, um, the Silver general. Silver Foxes. Um, festive Fridays. Mm-hmm. Sh- lots of mentions of shrimp. <laughs> both Bloody Mary and Cocktail. Oh, man. I was a fucking <laughs> bell of the ball fashionista influencer. True. I mean, yeah. what is this? What is going on here? This yeah. episode is a fucking gamut of things. Welcome back. This is a good episode. No dig, though. But hey, you know. As usual. Next week. Feel free to buy us a pickle or a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash digging up the dug. Where you can buy us single pickles or you can join um, and buy us a pickle monthly where you oh. get... Our servant's heart. Our servant's heart. Mm-hmm. You can buy us a pickle monthly, and we have some bonus content over there. Yep. Um, if you you can enjoy our episode visuals and other shenanigans on Instagram at digging up the Duggars Pod, and if you would like to send Mildred anything through snail mail, we do have a PO box five nine seven three Glendale Arizona eight five three one two. It feels good to be back. It was nice to take a little bit a little bit of a break, but. It's really nice to be back. I feel like I missed you guys. And just remember one thing. As Neil Diamond said, Sanazona's way.